So here's the question. When the rules we've been operating by have burnt us out and the hamster wheel is keeping us awake at night and stuck, how do we, as expert entrepreneurs who want to make significant impact but just can't take on one more thing, grow our businesses and teams, double our revenue while working less? That's the question. This is the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and this show explores the answers. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. Today's guest is a lovely lady called Irene Emily, and one of the reasons that I really wanted to interview Irene is because her specialty is definitely around branding and marketing and making sure that your message and your purpose and your impact is very much, you know, aligned to your brand. And the reason why I wanted to have her specifically on the business habitat is because I see so much of our professional services firms spending money and spending time on branding and marketing to a certain extent and having the promise of, you know, that kind of solving some of our problems. But as you'll discover in this interview with Irene, and as something I know for sure, as somebody who's made all of those mistakes, is that your branding really takes in everything. It takes in your, should take in your whole habitat. It should be the glue that kind of binds it all together. And it's a really important part. So spending, doing a once done with branding and getting a nice logo and on a nice colors and all of that sort of thing, doesn't have the impact that we would would hope it would and we have to have it you know through both our employees and our, our customers as well and it has to really speak to us as the leaders and the owners or if it's a bigger business the business itself and what it stands for so I really thought that Irene explains this extremely well and sort of takes you on the journey of that and how it's an integrated part of your strategy, not just a little bit of an add-on, either at the end or at the beginning. Anyhow, I hope you really enjoy the conversation. I know I did. And enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host. I'm super excited to have Irene Emily here today. Irene is a what I would call a branding expert and we're going to get really into branding as a topic because I feel that this is one of the you know when we're building the business habitats particularly in the expert businesses it's something I think that we miss and we don't actually see the benefit and the point of it very much so Irene has kindly joined me today Irene can you just give us a bit of a backstory um tell tell us a little bit about yourself and why your purpose in life is to you know get um, branding out and help people with their perception control definitely Sam thank you so much um I yeah so that was a bit of a, a, <laughs> a loaded question wasn't it I actually wanted to comment on something that you said before you know because I think a lot of people have an, a, this illusion around branding because it's not really a specific type of deliverable it's like here is your brand and it's a measurable thing um so I think that's where some of the mis mysticalness kind of comes around the topic um about me so I'm in my seventh year of business and before that, I was um, four years as a primary graphic designer. So my, my background is in making things pretty. And then when I started my business, I realized that wasn't really enough to have two legs to stand on. 
you actually need to have design with substance and things really need to be backed by data. Otherwise, we're just throwing things against the wall and hoping that it works. So over those seven years, I've learned to think more strategically about how to position people. And that all is stemming from my incredible passion of development, psychology and communication. Because when we know how to talk to people, we can position ourselves better, right? So uh, all of marketing and branding is all about psychology and it's all about communication. And the more that we understand ourselves and the more that we get real with ourselves, the more that we can really create an authentic, strong, magnetic brand. Oh, man. Cool. Let's go down that rabbit hole, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> the self. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we work really hard on and, and one of the things that I think is missing, particularly in the expert businesses, is exactly what you were just talking about with self. So when we work with leaders throughout teams, we really look at aligning themselves first. So actual self-leadership, because I think we do it backwards. We do, and I think that's what you're talking about. I never thought, of, thought about the synergies between leading people and, and branding's the same thing. If you don't know yourself and if you don't can't lead yourself, how can you then put yourself out as a brand? And, and that's what you're, you're saying there too, because I think we're, we're taught from a leadership point of view, and I'm just thinking of my experiences with branding, to first of all, how do we lead our organization so we can make lots of money? And then how do we lead our people? And then if we're if we're brave enough, and only if we're brave enough to go off and do this ourselves, how do we lead ourselves? And I'm not the only one, you know, there's a whole lot of literature and stuff around this at the moment. We've got that the wrong way around. It's hmm. lead and know yourself first. Then you can tell help your people do that, and then they will grow your organization. So is that is that the same thing that you're talking about with branding as well? Like it's the same story, the same journey? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I found that the deeper I go with people in those conversations and identifying what's really important to them, why they're doing their business and what makes their business uniquely them, the deeper that I dig in there, the more resonance that the brand message has because you start to get to things into like meaning and purpose and like what what's really important to you Sam when we talk about your business okay well it's important that it makes money take care of my staff and you know we have a profit okay cool what else is important that I don't burn out I don't burn out there's flexibility and freedom okay cool what's the freedom and the flexibility about oh I'd love to travel with my kids interesting what else <laughs> oh i'd love to um you know do more philanthropic things maybe in five or ten years time interesting maybe we can integrate more of that human stuff into the messaging and see see how that clicks you know because it's not just about your market and the the, the, the marketing branding is also your internal staff which is what you tied in with it before as well because your, your staff see the brand as well so if your if if your brand represents something meaningful that people can believe in, then it's going to you could also say increase staff attention. Maybe that would be good. <laughs> Which is such such a big topic at the moment. Um, you know, as, as I did with my solo around the Great Resignation, and then my backup um, in my conversation with Jeff Wade. Go back and listen to that podcast. That's exactly what you know Irene's talking about here. Is you know the retention is you need to use every aspect. One, and one of those big things is yeah, getting involved in the brand, and the brand is connected, and the it's not a pretty thing, and it's not this will do. 
but it's that it is it is so you know interwoven and interconnected and I think that that's one of the things you know someone always asks me you know why why are we suddenly having this like there's a whole lot of literature on the great work resignation and everything with corporate but certainly we're seeing then in all professional services businesses people either are leaving industries or they're leaving people for more money and stuff and it's exactly what you're talking about there have you worked with clients where you've really got deep into that and and they've had a better result with their staff and yeah so um so you know with everything that's been happening over the past couple of years um people are getting really really real with themselves Mm -hmm. like what's really what really matters to me Hmm. like staff including (laughs) this is the whole population right effectively this is the staff as well as the customers as well as yourself right because suddenly things we can't go into the office everything lifestyle's changing i'm spending more time at home and i'm having to homeschool my kids so like your customers and your staff are thinking this way and potentially you as well. And so we get to ask really big questions of, wouldn't I really love to do this all the time? I'd love to spend more time with my kids. You know, um, I'd love to, you know, knock off at five or six every night and actually, you know, prepare dinner with them and and put them to bed. And, you know, just people have been getting more real about what they really want in their life because of that. It was a time of reflection for people and people did a lot of things that they wouldn't have otherwise made time for, generally speaking, right? Yeah. So um, because of that, it's important for our businesses to be speaking at that real level and meet them there. Hey, we know the past two years have been difficult and you've been, you've gotten a new puppy and, you know, <laughs> um, Cindy's off on uh, year four and she's, her homework's getting harder. Um, hey, we, we'd really love to have family day, something, something. I don't know. Like that's part of branding as well. Like rolling out something like that isn't necessarily something that I do because I just do communications, but we're just talking about like managing the brand. That's brand management, yeah. right? If I know what's important to my staff and my customers, how can I deliver that and just be real with it? We don't have to manufacture care, actually care about them. <laughs> actually give a shit. Yeah. As um, Chris Bancock would say. Yes. And and I think that's the key. And and so so often I see and we were talking about this earlier in the green room, this incongruency between what is put out on websites and what happens in the everyday. And I'll I'll use that example that you're talking about is you do see this carefree freedom type thing in some of the more planning wealth creation style of expert businesses and even in not so much in tax accounts, but in, in other professional services, yet you go into the businesses and they're all working 50, 60 hours a week. They're, they're kind of promoting let's let's create freedom, but they have none themselves. And there's this, this incongruency or communication is key to us, and yet it takes two or three days to get back on the telephone. And, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff, and I think a lot of people spend time and money on branding without, and I think, that, do you think the, that incongruency, people aren't doing that intentionally, but it is that lack of getting to know yourself what's actually important. But then, you know, from my perspective, then they've got to be, actually build the business and the people around them and solve those problems. So if you want a brand that says for more free time and, you know, more money, how do you create that in your own business? And then how do you create that in your everyday? Because we've got to get rid of the busyness. And I think that starts, you know, in the business, in the businesses and a lot of businesses you know branding talks about that and that that's lack of self are you are you seeing that a lot I mean obviously you do you work uh, much in the expert areas or do you more 
you, I know you work across industries. What are you seeing? Yeah, yeah so um, with um, I'm probably 95% of my clients are in service-based business. So whether that's consulting or whether that's an ag- uh, agent, like consulting agencies or something like this, right? Or, or accountants, you know, they're delivering a service. And so service and communication is key, yes. So we, wanna, we, we want to be aware of what's important to our clients, yes. We also want to be aware of who we are yeah. and be real with who we are as well. And we also want to be aware of where the market and the industry is sitting, mm-hmm. right? And if I could pre-frame those three points, those three key points to build your communications for your brand, right? What your market want, who you are realistically, and where your market is. So you need to amalgamate all of those three things in order to create a really good balanced message because it needs to you need to tell them what they want to hear it needs to be real with what you actually do and it needs to be positioned and actually strategized and intentional about that message according to what they're reading on other people's materials and all that kind of stuff. So you see how there's a nice kind of balance when you consider everything rather than what, how can I just tell them what I want to hear so I get the sale? Because you're not considering your market, maybe, maybe not, and you're not considering who you are, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so we need to get like humble with ourselves as well. Like I've seen a lot of brands who they inflate so much because they they're focusing on the sales and the marketing. So they really inflate it. What where were we featured? What can we you know? Who did I meet when I was <laughs> wherever they got celebrity shots? All this kind of stuff, which is fantastic for credibility in the right setting, right? The modern version of name dropping, yes. <laughs> right. So there's a sense of inflation if we do that too much and then we get on the phone with that person and, you know, there's we feel the misincongruency. If you say we and it's just you and the business, there's incongruency there as well. Like you said, if you say we value communication and there's two days delay, like it's becoming an, it becomes an underwhelming reality and you lose trust like immediately. And I think too, what what's interesting about that is that this takes work. Like it's it's not as simple. I'll just get someone in to pay five thousand dollars to do a website. So often I hear this, you know, who can do a website? And I think, well, the website's the output. It's the strategy and everything that you're talking about, and that and that real link. How do you think we can educate people? Because I mean, we've got this. We're in in this this interesting time at the moment, and I think. That, you know, when we work with, you know, our whole goal here at this podcast and, you know, in, in my business as well is to create business habitats where all of these, you know, things come together. And that's really hard. How do you suggest people spend a little bit of time? You know, I always like to give people tips as well. If they're not quite ready, maybe to work with someone such as yourself, how they perhaps could drill down on where their market is. Because quite often, you know, when we start working with people, there's a problem of, oh, anybody's my market (laughs) and maybe get a bit more specific and how you would actually bring the three of them together. Because I think what you're saying is that that merge is where the sweet spot is. Do you have any kind of thoughts? Do you have any tips, if you like, on how you might be able to do that yourself? Like have a quick look at the market. The who you are, I think, is very important. What's important to you? Because, I mean, I do know for sure that if you're who you are and you're working in a market that isn't that, that's a very quick road to burnout. And people have been in there for 20 or 30 years 
and this whole, oh, because I'm a tax accountant, for instance, as an example, you know, anyone who has a tax file number is my client or my market is probably part of the incongruency problem. And then where where these people are at when you, you've got, you know, how do you actually find that out? This episode is brought to you by The Aligned Leader, a six-week program built to combat the leadership fatigue syndrome so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. Okay, it's interesting because um, I was actually using the term market in terms of industry mm-hmm. as well, as well as target market, right? So there's, there's, there's a bit of an overlap in the terminology. Um, but also, you know, I think there's a lot of things to be said around business, which you could probably <laughs> give value on in terms of like appealing to everyone is probably not a very good business decision or marketing decision. If you're trying to appeal to everyone, you're going to have a hard time. <laughs> Just going to say that. Um, so you can probably have your own episode on that. Um, but oh, in terms of this. a marketing thing, is it, is you, <laughs> you know, um, in terms of branding and marketing, appealing to everyone, like you just don't get, okay. If you're in a crowded train station, and you go, hey, everyone, look at me. Who's like, oh, this crazy person? Whatever, I don't care. But if you go, hey, John, and the Johns go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the Johns turn around because you've named them, right? And so we're more likely to respond to something that we can identify with. So the more that you can identify a person, the more that they're going to be responding to you. I think that's a really good way for people to start thinking about that. And the way we do it, and tell me if we're wrong, is we say, think of somebody you really enjoy working with and then list their attributes. Are they, and more, their attributes, people, not are they male, female, or five years old or 100 years old or whatever. They call me back on time. When I'm talking to them, I'm feeling listened. All of those things probably would almost then help you in both those first two questions, actually, you know, who is your market and what do they look like? And then who are you? Um, usually that, do you find that that actually usually when you really get down with people on their market, they actually line up? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was starting to notice a pattern that when people really identified who they were, they realized they were just selling to themselves. <laughs> that is true. I sell to myself. <laughs> just selling to a version of themselves and that's 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 the beauty of psychology in NLP they teach us that it's the world is a reflection of where we're at and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful example of that we're literally trying to market to ourselves how we see the world is how is who we're trying to market to why has everyone not told me that before that's so easy (laughs) (laughs) isn't it hard but isn't it it's it's Yeah, right. It's the foundational stuff that we can apply to anything that's really helpful. I suppose, though, so, yeah, just collating those two. And, I mean, sorry, I just had a bit of a breakthrough. I'm going to have a moment, people. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> One of my moments. Like, I just had an aha moment. So, and that's the, I think that's why it's so hard to do it is because you really have to know yourself and all the bat, all of the things that don't, that you perhaps aren't amored with as much as you would like to be. You should be in love with all aspects of yourself, apparently. All the work that I do, you know, sends to that. But there's some stuff that you would like to be a little bit different um, and the stuff that you're working on. So if you're really honest in that stuff, that's exactly who we're marketing to. You know, the people who want to do everything for everybody. But that's, you know, we know that that exhausts us. So we want to help with that, stuff like that. So it's actually efficient to do the really hard work to get to know yourself really well 
And that would actually, you know, because I'm an accountant cheap by the, you know, by nature, would cheapen off all the branding, all the strategy work and everything. So it's actually efficient point play if you do, would you agree? I mean, you can disagree with this, obviously, that if you really do the work and get to know yourself, then that's going to save you time, effort and money with your branding, with your business, with the type of people that you employ and all that sort of stuff. I've just at 51 realized that. Uh, I would probably say yes, because, uh, sorry, I would say a definite yes, yeah. maybe 10 out of 10, something like that. <laughs> because um, um, if you don't do that internal work, um, the marketers are probably going to be asking you who you are anyway. Yeah. Right? So um, it, it's a key part in really getting that messaging piece right. You know, it, it's really about, do you, you know, I mean, yes, it can attract, it can determine your conversions, mm. right? Because it's about how resonant and how magnetic your brand is. Yeah. If, if how magnetic it is, is the same as how far, how far you've gone in establishing who you are, do you want to be magnetic or not magnetic? <laughs> do you want to attract people or not attract people? For the businesses who have a substantial amount of staff, especially if they're in customer support or sales and stuff like that, that also creates the brand. So you as the business owner and your vision for the business, yes, that makes the brand very important in terms of its messaging, its purpose, etc. But it's also the staff because they're representing the brand as well. So the when you create the 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 brand for your business and that message, it's not just you and then telling your staff what to value and telling them what's important to them. You need to have an amalgamation of all of those because that's how the congruency goes through. So if you say what's important to us is communication and client focus and then you know one of your staff members is like absolutely leaking energetics of just wanting to, to get out of there at five o'clock and they're just there for the money and they're on they're on the sales team <laughs> like there there's the incongruency as well yes <laughs> yeah absolutely so one of the things I've always really worried about you know when I'm developing my, my own personal brand first of all I, I don't think I was brave enough to really get the brand of Sam Dean out there and now I've really been developing it and it's really growing my business but one thing that was surprising to me is because obviously the most important thing for us here at Blueprint HQ and, and the, all the work that we do in Business Habitat and Align Leader is around doubling income without burnout and the reliance on uh, on the expert owners to actually, you know, deliver. And if your brand, you know, because that's one of the big things um, with expert businesses, they say, well, no one else wants to come and, you know, they don't want to see my stuff, they want to see me. So there's... I think I've debunked the myth myself because if you're very clear on your brand and you push it and you have the people that are with you as well, I've learned, you know, over years of that. Do you have anything to say about the differences between personal branding and um, corporate branding and how, I mean, there's some very famous businesses that have people's names at the helms. I mean, Brene Brown, people like that who have a massive, but they also have massive businesses that do run without them. Is that a bit of a myth, do you find? <laughs> uh, I love this question, and you bet I have something to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. So, um, yeah, so obviously, look, uh, first of all, there's no right or wrong way to do something. 
Right. And, and just because it worked for someone that made them 10 million or, or a billion dollars, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you because you and your industry and everything is all different. So the formula is unique for each business is what I found, um, is what I've found. And so uh, there's no like magic pill or magic formula that you can just follow and that's, that's the thing to do. Or it's like, oh, yeah, I, I can give you like direction and what I've seen and what's worked before. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can just replicate it and get the same result. So in saying that as a gigantic preframe, right, <laughs> um, like a personal brand is really good for, um, you know, if, um, if you have really great credibility pieces that you can leverage, I would be considering a personal brand. Um, usually in B2B service, it's the business brand. And so if that business has been operating for like a 10-year period, usually there's some kind of credibility that's attached to the business owner. So, and usually when when a personal brand comes to me, they, they say something like that. They say, I've been in my in my agency or in my, uh, my business for a good amount of time. Um, and now I want to start speaking to people. Now I want to start mentoring. And now I want to start actually having that kind of impact. And so the the personal brand plays that role and gives them that channel to be able to do that really meaningful work that's important to them. Um, it also, from a strategic perspective, actually gives you flexibility to launch other businesses and have already established trust, right? Oh, good so point, yes. So if a client, okay, let, let's use the example of, of um, your account, uh, an accountancy firm. So let's say the accountancy firm they have uh, directed there has been there for 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. <laughs> pretty, pretty stable, pretty stable industry, right? Um, and he launches a personal brand. I'm just going to assume it's a male. He, la he launches a personal brand um, and he wants to start speaking and coaching. And then he actually has a, an idea that maybe I want to provide admin services to my clients as well because he can see that there's, a, there's um, you know, they're asking him about it, right? There's also a need for that. So maybe I could have a business around that. So the, the personal brand, when the client of the, of the accountancy firm sees the personal brand and sees that there's also an admin business there, there's already established trust. It's not yeah. about, well, it's also about leaking and, you know, sharing, <laughs> sharing the target market and having this little cross-pollination. But it's also about, you, you're, from a branding perspective, you've established trust immediately, because, especially if you are congruent in your business and they trust you already. If you have really good relationships with your clients, they can then be buying from other businesses that you've started. And it makes sense because you've got that personal brand to back it up right? that you've leveraged. Beautiful personal brand, right? Yeah. And just because you've got the personal brand doesn't mean you actually have to be doing the work for them. It's just that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because right. that's the big disconnect that I hear a lot. It's just like, well, if I go and do this, everyone's expecting to work with me. And, and that's not... What, and certainly I used to say that a lot as well and I have found that not to hold true. Right, like um, if, if only Tony Robbins was available to us for every single session that we bought from him. Yes, so he's <laughs> now, a good Now, I haven't bought yeah. from Tony Robbins like in terms of coaching before, um, but he has many, many thousands of coaches who work underneath him. So, you know, um, I think there's also something to be said about actually establishing that personal brand and positioning it in a way where if they do talk to someone outside of you, it still feels congruent, right? Because there is like this experience of I'm going to go connect with Samantha Dean and I'm going to go and call this number. It, if it's a number that indicates to me or preframes that I'm going to be speaking to your team, 
it makes it a really nice segue. Yeah. But it's just if it says call me on and it goes to um, it goes to somebody else, then there's a bit of a jar there. All right. So yeah. it's also about how you position that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that that's that's really important, and that's something that I struggle with. Plus, you know, actually, if I have to be really honest and deep here, it's it's not that even. It's the the braveness of actually developing a personal brand intentionally. I think you develop, or you always develop a personal brand unintentionally, of course, because you know it's just the way you. It's like leadership. It's just the way you act and behave all day long. That's what gets you your brand as a leader or not as a leader or whatever that is. But there is, um, and I assume what you're talking about is an intentional build as well to get a little bit more of what you want out there rather than what people's perceptions are. So that perception control piece comes in again if you're intentionally doing a personal brand. Uh, I think that's an important point. That's it. Um, you know, and it, I was just going to say, personal brand is not for everyone. So if you've, if you've strategically decided that that's what you should be doing, but you're really not comfortable coming to the front and being like the face of a business, um, you either work on yourself, <laughs> yeah. you either work on yourself to evolve and get comfortable with it, or just don't, yeah. you know, don't force yourself to be someone who you're not because people smell it from a mile away. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think too, um, and that's important. And you don't want every single person in your business to be the front of the business either. There is very much, even if you're the leader of the business or the owner of the business, it doesn't necessarily, we quite often see this in technology softwares, particularly um, in the expert areas, whether the, the thought leader who is out there doing it isn't actually the owners of the business. It's, you know, usually the BDMs, you know, who are doing that. And I think that also does create a disconnect sometimes unless they're they're on song as well. So even if you aren't that person, and but you are the owner, you need to make sure that whoever's out there talking on your behalf is speaking to true to your brand. There's been some, I think what where I want to sort of kind of tie back and, and loop this back is, you know, off that last point, branding is not about a logo. It is not about that. It is about, you know, very much strategically thinking about what, you know, you, you need to control the perception that you need to control, um, as you said before. Just in leaving, what is sort of, do you have one or two tips that you can, that you tell everybody that, that they can do just to, to help that along without too much work? Yeah, I can give you a really practical one and then I can give you a deep kind of more hairy one, right, that people do, usually don't want to hear, but it's true. So the really practical okay. one is um, like, like you really need to kind of detach yourself from your business and look at it from an outside perspective. So what you want to do is um, get as close to a new perspective as possible. So you might be, um, you might be um, interviewing a staff or interviewing uh, previous clients or current clients and just seeing where they're at. How are you feeling with everything? How do you feel about res our response times, our delivery, that kind of stuff? So you just want to kind of collect data and see how you can step outside of your perception because that is going to empower and enable you to see where things might need to shift, right? So um, there's that one thing. Another practical one, in terms of, in terms of your, um, your, where you sit in the industry, this is part of what I do with the brand strategy stuff, right? You can go in and have a look at your top five to ten, if you're brave, maybe top three to five. Um, competitors. I don't necessarily believe in competitors. I think everyone's a partner, potential partner. But who are mm -hmm. people buying instead of yeah. you? Right? Who are people buying instead of you? Alternatives. Alternatives, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, just yeah, have yeah. a look at the, what they're doing. Maybe take a screenshot of all of their websites. And when you put them all 
next to each other in like a net, you start to see patterns. Oh, they're all talking about service being really important. So maybe we'll talk about something else and we might stand out that way. <laughs> oh, they're all blue and yes. green. Maybe, do you think maybe if you had an orange brand that you might stand out that way? <laughs> right? Um, They'll all be have navy and royal blue for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, navy and royal blue. So um, there's some more tactical tactical things. And I think at the heart of it, Sam, like branding is who you are and it's, the most simply, we've been we've been touching and dancing along a few different routes here, right? Um, and at the core of it, it's just the business being authentic. Like the more that you work on yourself and then you're able to detach and step outside of yourself, the more awareness you're going to have, the more perspectives and the more growth, right? It's actually a very deep journey. It is a very deep journey and I think we'll leave it on that because I think that's that's gold. That's absolutely gold. So thank you so much for joining us and, sp and spending some time with us today. And I hope you have enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And everybody else out there, please, as always, continue the conversation and be brave. Thank you so much for your time. We work super hard on this podcast and are passionate about helping expert entrepreneurs build businesses without overwhelm. To help us, can you please leave a review if you loved it on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast platform?